the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Welcome back to The Rebel Entrepreneur podcast. And we have a special episode this week which builds on how to launch a podcast. And we have back with us today, Kim. Welcome back to the show, Kim. Hey, thanks. Uh, and we're going to be talking about your first episode. So building on the decision that, yes, actually, this sounds like a reasonable thing to do, uh, which we did try and put you off a lot last time and tell you not to do this. It's a lot of work. Uh, but you seem to have ignored our warnings and uh, pressed in uh, on building a podcast. Um, and the plan is to talk about your first episode to get that going. And everyone who's listening will be able to see the experience of going from idea to first episode and where we go from there. Um, Yes, and before I ask you how it's going, Kim, and whether you're regretting this decision, we also have back with us the podcast manager for The Rebel Entrepreneur, Patrick. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back on the show. <laughs> He's back, uh, which is excellent news. Um, so let's dive into this. Kim, where have you got to? Because the last time we spoke, we were talking about show formats and whether to edit it yourself, train your husband to do it, get someone else <laughs> and pay them to do it. Uh, where have you got to with all of this stuff since we last spoke? Yeah, so I actually met with Patrick, um, I think twice now, right? Yeah, twice. And we started to talk about um, a plan and a schedule and possibilities and um yeah we're we're to the point where I think I could actually schedule the first episode and record it that sounds exciting it's very exciting <laughs> it's still a little <laughs> it's a little daunting still like the idea you know um I think the idea of having a, a whole series and recording and kind of like seeing where it could go even you know like in some you talk about many experience experiments right and I think like not being able to do like one and just see how it goes I feel like you kind of maybe have to do a little bit more than that I don't know how big should your mini experiment be sounds like the question um, that's a good <laughs> solid question because if you're launching a blog you don't write one article, share it with the world, and then go, well, I did that, and it failed. No one read it. Like That's not how it goes. It takes a long time to build a blog. It's actually something you have to fall in love with the process. But you could write, say, three or four articles, see if you enjoy the process, set up the website, see if you enjoy publishing it, see if you enjoy promoting it and see what happens and put it out there. And you've probably got enough of a body of work to share with your friends and your clients to say, is this any good? What do you think? Did it inspire you? Leave me comments to get some feedback and see if you've got any traction. Um, so the mini experiment has to be big enough for you to be able to share and get some feedback to get some kind of idea, but it also can't be so big that it scares you off. Uh, 
I was fairly committed to doing the podcast. So when I decided, I I decided I would do a mini experiment and I would do one season. And I actually got into it, really enjoyed it and did 25 episodes for season one, um, which is a huge mini experiment. I would not recommend that to anyone. Um, but after three or four episodes, I was like, this is cool. I enjoy this. So I just like fully pressed in. So I'm thinking like, three or four episodes, something like that. What are you thinking? Cool. Well, I think um, in talking to Patrick, we kind of got an idea of, actually, Patrick is way more aware of what, <laughs> what he's thinking the plan <laughs> should be. And I'm totally interested and excited to like try out doing a season. And I kind of, like, I think one of the reasons that I do well in business is that once I start something, I do just like fully lean into it and just go with it and see how it goes and if it flops that's fine but I think we were thinking like 12 ish episodes I love that so 12 episodes produce a season and see what happens and that gives you a nice target to know you're doing 12 episodes and 12 episodes is the kind of thing you can record up front. You can do all the work. You can put it all together. And that's something that I like to do with Patrick. And Patrick knows this. We're recording this on the 22nd of September, 2021. And I'm currently, like, I have scheduled episodes up until about April next year. Uh, and I've recorded everything in advance. I've got super geeky and prepared. Because I like to disappear for a few weeks at time and go and live life. And... I like to be in front. So the more you can get in front, then when the podcast launches, you'll have more time to promote and enjoy the experience as opposed to trying to do one every week, which can get quite tough. So in terms of, you're saying 12 episodes, we spoke a little bit in the first show about the format, whether it was an interview format, a panel show, uh, like a, your own voice, you talking, whether it's a coaching season. Did you, have you come to a conclusion of what type of podcast you're going to launch? Yeah, I'm thinking of doing a combination of um, actually like all three of those things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all into one pretty package. So like to have um, each each episode be, sorry, I think I want to do coaching sessions and then like a guest speaker. So like a few coaching sessions with one person and then a guest speaker and then a few more coaching sessions with a different person and then a guest speaker. Um, so kind of break it up and then maybe at the beginning and the end of the coaching episodes, I'll talk about the theme and maybe share some information about that particular theme that comes up with that um, client. I love that. So you've almost got a neat four episode chunk of two coaching sessions, a Kim special, as I've named it, which is where you going through the themes and then the guest speaker episode afterwards, which gives you four episodes, which you just basically need to repeat that three times for your season one. And I actually did something very similar in my season one. I had what I called an educational episode which was five ways to start a business for free or 10 ways to market your business without this. Then I'd have a coaching episode and then I'd have a like a 
entrepreneur story episode and I try and go through those three and flow through them and I'm not saying mine is the best way to do it I'm just saying that's kind of how I did it and it was quite fun and it kept me engaged and I also think for your listeners if you just do the guest speaker episodes what tends to happen is you don't get to talk you just ask the questions and you ask the guest speaker a bunch of questions and then it ends and you've not really said anything. And I found when I did the interview episodes, I had so many ideas I wanted to share as well that I needed to do the other type of episodes so I could share my content and my ideas and my thoughts. So for you, like that episode after the coaching season is probably going to be really important. And I actually found the coaching episodes were my opportunity to share my ideas as well because someone would ask a question of me and then I actually got a chance to talk, which was awesome. Um, So I think you've got a lovely structure there. Uh, Have you thought about how you're going to plan it out, make sure you have the different pieces, how you're going to structure your organization and thinking? Not totally, no. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> I have a volunteer for coaching. So I have somebody that's interested in being my first, like, guinea pig. Um, awesome. Which is exciting. We also um, have a, a, a base timeline in place, kind of structuring how we are going to do recordings and how we're going to do publishings. Uh, so it's just a matter of filling that content gap. Yeah. I haven't really planned out the the actual discussion but yeah Patrick and I have Patrick's my uh, like (laughs) clearly my guru (laughs) I have no (laughs) idea what what I'm doing so it's been lovely to meet with him and have him just share what he thinks makes sense um to have somebody like expertise that I clearly don't have yet so um yeah he's he's suggested doing um, an episode every other week to record and then doing releasing the season altogether on a weekly basis. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially just we're going to have the content ahead of time so we don't have a deadline or time crunch to meet uh, because like we've said or Kim said so far throughout this interview, uh, we're still trying to figure it out. We're still trying to put all the pieces together. So we're going to have everything together before we release the podcast itself. So you can have recorded the episodes, you'll have all lined up what you're going to do, and then you can feel good about it and ready to go. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. The only thing I would say is that, and I'm sure you know this from your coaching and different things, is that the lights are never green. You know, if you're planning a journey to go somewhere, the lights are never all green. You just have to hit record at some stage and go, I'm going to record the first episode. Let's just do this and see what happens. Um, totally I feel good I feel good about that I actually don't feel like I don't feel anxious about recording ahead of time and seeing how it goes I think that that schedule affords me enough flexibility to fit it into my current you know work schedule and not feel overwhelmed And then if the season goes well, once it comes out, then, you know, I can start again and there can be a gap between seasons and that's okay with me too. Cool. Perfect. So the first episode, let's actually look what you're going to do for the first episode. 
do you have an idea in mind for content structure? Is it a guest? Is it you doing the first episode? Is it going to be you in the microphone? <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's going to be the case. No, <laughs> not like that. At least. <laughs> I I do think I have to introduce the concept to start i don't think i can just be like all right let's just coach some people um i think that might be confusing for people so some sort of intro but beyond that i haven't aside from talking with somebody that is interested in being on the podcast as a coaching guinea pig um and knowing that i should do an intro that's all i got so far okay by the way so let's I just wanted to throw out that let's go ahead and coach someone is the exact way Alan would handle it. (laughs) He would just dive in head first. (laughs) Well, sometimes I'm like, this is really interesting. This person's got like a real thing that needs solving. I don't know if I can do this. Let's record it and see what happens. Um, And that was definitely when Jamie, the artist came on, I had a piece of nervousness inside of me that she's got an art business. Those are notoriously difficult to make profitable, to find money. But there has to be a way. Let's figure this out. When can we set the first appointment? Let's just put a date in the diary and then ask her a bunch of questions. And I did, to be fair, I got my business partner, Simon, and uh, a friend, Casey, who runs courses for us to come on the first two episodes with me because I was a little bit afraid I couldn't do it on my own. Um, But we figured it out together. We got into a rhythm and we got going. Um, So just, I think if we were to take a scale of preparation, there's incredibly prepared, like weeks of research on one end, and then there's set a date and let's get going on the other end. Uh, despite what Patrick says, I am not completely on that end of the scale. Uh, I do open up my notebook. I write down notes of what I want to cover. I have thoughts. I put stuff down. But my prep is 10 to 15 minutes. And the only reason I can do it that way is because I've been coaching people to build businesses for 10 years now. So when someone says I want to launch a an art business, a photography business, I'm okay. Here's what we've got to do. Who's your customer? Uh, What are you selling them exactly? What's the pricing point? How are you going to reach the market? And I can very quickly list out what I'm doing and then go forwards. But I do prep and I've had many years of practice to be able to prep quickly. On the other end, I have a a friend. uh, She runs a podcast about a sleep school. She's incredible But she will read, if she has a guest on, she will read every one of their books. She will take detailed notes. She will prepare. It takes her a week's worth of work to do one episode. It's unbelievable time commitment that she puts in. And I think actually the amount of work she does probably doesn't get her that much of an extra return for what she's doing. So I think for me... If you can just think through what are the key items you're going to cover, then what's your opening, what's your close, and you've got that, you've got enough to be able to just do it. And I really would recommend just recording the first one. Even if you hate it and scrap it, just the fact you've done one 
is critical. And so many people procrastinate over doing the first one until it's perfect. And it doesn't matter how much research we do, it'll never be perfect. <laughs> I'm definitely on the other end of the spectrum. I'm like a not prepare. <laughs> I'm, a, <laughs> I'm like a jump in and we'll just see how this goes type. Um, so no, I, I, I actually feel really comfortable with just, and I've been, you know, I've been coaching or doing and doing psychotherapy forever. So that part doesn't, doesn't feel like that feels very, like it would feel very natural, but, um, the intro and the conclusion, even though those are things I do all the time in my work, having it recorded, I think would be an edge for me just because I've not done it in that particular way before. Definitely. So when people listen to a podcast, the most critical point, and this is the same whether it's a YouTube video or anything else, is the first 20 or 30 seconds. Because people will put on the podcast and listen. And if it doesn't grab their attention, they're already thinking of the next episode. Like, where can I get what I want? And my wife and I did this on a car trip recently. We were looking for something to listen to. And you like start an episode and go, no, they sound boring. Start an episode, go, no, that doesn't sound good. Start an episode, go, maybe. Scrub forward a bit, go, no, that doesn't sound good. And we're looking for an episode that will grab our attention. And if it's got an opening that grabs people, gets them going, then you will get them to listen to the rest. But if you don't grab their attention at the start, they won't listen to the good content that comes in the middle. So what I'd be saying to you is, okay, so what is actually going to go in the first episode? What's the top three things say? And maybe it is, what is psychotherapy? What are the benefits? How does it help people? And how can you actually implement it in your life and like an overview of what you do? And then what is this podcast going to be about? Then we can sort of structure that and go, okay, my opening is whatever it is based on what's the key point in my message that I know will grab people, will bring them in, will get them listening. Because if you don't get their attention in the first 20, 30 seconds in a podcast, probably even less, we lose them. Yeah. I mean, that's how with Instagram, that's where I'm learning all this now. And it's, I can, I can type it out because I have time to think about it and like put it together. I think in terms of recording, like it, would it be okay to do the coaching session, figure out what the themes are that come out of it and then do the intro after record the intro after the coaching session? Yes. That's exactly what we're doing right yeah. now. I don't know if you noticed right at the start, I didn't even do an introduction. We just started with welcome to the show, Kim, and welcome, Patrick. And then after we finished, I'll go, what did we talk about? What's the most key bit here? And then I will actually record the intro afterwards. Normally, I record the summary straight afterwards with people on the call. And I'll just do it because I've been making notes as we're going. And I'm able in my head to summarize what the key points are. But the opening I will do after we finished. And it kind of a, like I'm more alive at the end of the podcast. And then that gets stuck right at the beginning. Patrick does his magic and reverses it, puts the bit at the front. So, yes, that's exactly what we're doing right now. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I'd, also, <Yeah. laughs> 
I'd also like to add, Kim, you've kind of got a, a bonus perk of your show because it's about self-betterment. Uh, you can kind of identify themes of relatable negatives, if that makes sense. And after listening back to the conversation, you can use that in the intro. So if someone's dealing with, you know, anxiety, uh, workplace issues, social issues, that's something we all go through. And that's something you can incorporate into the beginning to uh, encompass people's attention. I don't know if I use the word right. You capture people's attention. So like, like they're the pain points that come up talking yeah. about those in the beginning? something relatable. Alan does a fantastic job of identifying what, you know, pain points entrepreneurs will experience and he'll encompass that into the beginning of the shows and then it'll elaborate as the conversation goes on. So that's something you can also utilize as well. So earlier today I was recording the pricing episode for our podcast and my opening was something along the lines of how do you know how much to charge for your product or service? Like when you're launching your business, how do you even come up with a price? Are you undercharging? Are you overcharging and not getting a customers? And it's like a bunch of questions and ideas that actually entrepreneurs, I'm sure you've probably had some of these experiences of like, am I doing the right price? Am I not? And I try and get inside people's heads of what's going on. And mainly that happens because I've been through it myself and I've underpriced, I've overpriced, I've made every mistake in the book. But that, when people listen to that at the start, they're like, okay, I've actually done this or I'm living it right now. This is the episode I need to listen to. And that's enough of a hook, enough of a, an opening that grabs people's attention to get them to listen to the rest of the podcast. Yeah, totally. It's this is all like um pretty new to me even just like having to not having to but choosing to to market at all outside of word of mouth. <laughs> so it's kind of wild like <laughs> you know, I can explain my services, my offerings to people no problem and talk to them one on one, but to just explain it, like put it out into the ether and just see what happens. It's it's kind of a crazy experience so what are the top three things you help fix for people like if i came to you what are the top three problems issues that people come to you with that you fix so i work i work mainly in supporting women to connect with their full sense of power and full potential um, and that looks specifically like tapping into the most expansive version of who they are in their career um, or, or business, whatever they're doing. If they have a, a career or they have a business, I help them with being their best self um, in those areas or in relationships. So it's kind of, those are the two main areas that I support women. I love um, that. So, and I, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, so in, in relationship, it's, you know, taking up space. I work with women that tend to, tend to repress their power in relationship to and being able to fully be themselves and live outside of the box of the expectations that society has for them. Ooh, I love that. Thanks. Uh, I love it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what I love about what you've done is you've focused entirely on the positive. Here's the positive version of what we are doing. 
in any area of life, there's only two ways to motivate people. And I'm sure you know this, and I'm sure everyone else listening to this knows. There's only two ways to motivate people, pain and pleasure. And everything you have spoken about there is pleasure. Uh, or becoming the best version of yourself, looking forwards, uh, living fully in your relationships, being the best and most expressive version of yourself in business relationships and life. It's all about the moving forwards, which I love. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, When you are marketing or selling, what do you think motivates people more? Pain or pleasure? I think that I combine both into marketing. So I don't actually know the answer to that question. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way to do it is to combine both. So if you're ever in marketing, you need to identify the problem and then talk to them about how life could be if they were to get past that problem. So in pricing, it would be confused about how much you should charge, nervous that you're losing customers because you're not charging the right price. Uh, There's a bunch of pain around pricing that people have. And then you flip over to the other side Imagine if you could set a price that enabled you to comfortably and confidently ask for the money and customers love working with you. So you've got pain and pleasure in the marketing. And I think the podcast, at the start, we've got to have some of the pain because otherwise people don't know what the problems are you're fixing. So I would be thinking, well, okay, so right at the start, what are the top three pain points, problems, issues? Because the opposite of being the fully expressive version of yourself is... Yeah, I can tell you that. It would be (laughs) people that... (laughs) So women feeling like they're unsatisfied in relationships or they're having a hard time attracting the kind of partnership they're really looking for um women that are doing are very successful in their careers or their business but they feel like there's another level that they could tap into and then also just general generally a sense of abundance and joy like people that are feeling unsatisfied something's missing so i work with a lot of women that are very empowered already but they're you know they're looking for the next level and it's hard for them to find a coach that can hold space for that that next step everyone around them is like oh you you have an amazing life so they they kind of think like that's all there is to it but they can sense the dissatisfaction which is interesting when people say that to you you have an amazing life it's almost like what are you whinging about just be quiet and enjoy the life you've got and stop wanting more, uh, which is fascinating. Whereas you can have the most amazing life, but still feel there's something not quite right. There's something missing that you need to sort yourself. And it's interesting. And there are, it becomes more difficult as you go forwards to find people to talk to about that with what you're doing. Um, yeah. Okay. So we've got the issues. And we've got what you're aiming for. And I think if you can have like a a start that talks about the issues and then you talk about what you do, how you help people and you lay out what the podcast is aiming to do and what people will get out of it, 
I think that'll be an incredibly fun first episode that will get people interested in listening to the rest. Because I do think it needs some setup rather than, ta-da, here's Jane and we're talking about why she's unfulfilled. (laughs) Yeah, I think focusing on that idea of women that have really successful lives, but they feel like there's something missing, I think that would be really lovely to focus on. So maybe really focusing in on the full sense of power, you know, the, the dissatisfaction. I feel like you have a great opportunity there to identify uh, with your listeners a lot of that feeling. Like, you know, that feeling when you're like, oh, thank God someone finally said it. Like, you can't really put words to feelings. I think there's a great opportunity for this structure of show to be able to do that with its listener base. So, how could you open with some questions or some comments? Like thinking very, very, very on the, like, how would you actually say this at the start of your podcast? How could you open that gets people to understand this message very quickly and say 15, 20 seconds? Then we can like get into the podcast afterwards. How would you open, Kim? You put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I kind of have a reputation for that nowadays. No, it's good. This is good. This is this is what I'm here for. Uh, how about something like, do you ever feel like you are meant for more, but you don't yet know how to tap into that next echelon or like next level of living? I've been a psychotherapist and coach for 15 years and have worked with women to tap into their full sense of power and this podcast is all about fully stepping into the possibilities in your life or something like that. This podcast is about (laughs) fully stepping into the possibilities for your life. Uh, I love that. It sounds great. What's the title of the podcast? Do you have a title? I don't know. Do I have a title? You do have a title. I can't remember. It's it's heart-centered business and wealth. Oh, see, and I keep flip-flopping with where I'm going with my business. And I feel like that was like a step before where I was thinking about going. And now I'm like, <laughs> do, is it possible to change the title now that I, you put it out there, Patrick? Did I? Yeah, okay. I can change the title. Good, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so do you have an idea of what you want to call it? Um, I just changed my Instagram name to the feminine freedom coach which I feel like really good about so something about I don't know maybe just the feminine freedom coach podcast or yeah feminine freedom yeah yeah I don't think that's got a good ring to it I don't think you have to reach any further than that and we can always develop as we go but I think it's important just to start where you are And I think you've got a great opening and then you go, welcome to the Feminine Freedom Coach podcast. And you don't really need a jingle to start with. Uh, Jingles have been the bane of my life. Um, I got (laughs) slated for having one that was too American and then slated for one that didn't have enough energy. And uh, people have enjoyed my podcast despite my jingle, which I think is the general way people are feeling about it at the moment. So you could just skip the jingle and just start the podcast and you can avoid all the pain I went through. Um, 
or you could have Patrick just insert some kind of whoosh sound. Welcome to the Feminine Freedom <laughs> Coach podcast. And then I'm Kim. I'm here today to talk to you about just skip all of that pain uh, and just start the podcast, I think would be a good way to go. <laughs> yeah, good. thank you for that knowledge. I feel like it's like one of those things where you like try to seek out a logo or the perfect like image for your website and then three months later you're like none of this matters why did I even send someone <laughs> <laughs> that is so true it is so true uh Patrick put it on the agenda for us to talk about getting rid of my jingle or if anyone's listening to this and you do jingles please let me know um I need help uh right so we've got sort of an introduction we've got a content we've got a title you know roughly what you're going to do is it going to be just you for the first episode or are you thinking do you want someone to interview you for the first episode I don't know I think a oh somebody to interview me for the first episode that's a fun idea well then you can just focus yes. on delivering the content like you can literally focus on delivering your message rather than structuring it and if you just gave the person interviewing you the questions such as, so, so what is psychotherapy? How does this actually help women to feel more in control of their life? How do Are you, you know inviting yourself onto my podcast? Is that what's happening right now? I was suggesting the questions. <laughs> I'm probably not the right person to do it. Um, and I'm sure you've got many friends. Um, unless you want me to do it, and we'll just end this recording right now and do your first episode. Dive <laughs> right in. I think with three or four minutes of writing out those questions, you could get someone to host it for you, ask the questions, and it makes it really easy for you then to follow along through that structure that they ask you the questions. And your first episode will be a, a walk in the park. Yeah, that sounds good. It sounds and much then, easier than trying to just talk into a microphone on my own. Yeah, it's a lot harder just to talk. I've done two episodes that way, and it's a lot harder. Even if I have a list of bullet points I want to talk through, I still want that interaction. I still, I'm like, do I just keep talking? Do I not? You get a bit weird about it. <laughs> like, yeah, I still like to have that interaction. So if you can feel like you're actually talking to someone, uh, I think that will help. Do you have anyone in mind that you could ask to interview you? Yeah, I have um, a good friend who has done a podcast herself that she's got lots of energy and we get along really well and she's just very attuned and compassionate. So yeah, I think she'd be great. Perfect. Uh, cool. Are you going to ask her? Yeah, I will. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Just so I can check up next time. Her name is Rachel. Rachel. Rachel Overwall. Ooh, cool. Uh, so we'll ask Rachel to interview for the first episode. Then we just need you to come up with a list of questions to give her, which helps structure the podcast. Uh, and then the final element is sort of a closing message. What do you want to close on? How do you want to inspire people? What do you want to leave them with? What action do you want them to take? Because I always think, for me, 
when I listen to an interview podcast, I find it very good. But I just need, like, what do I actually do from this? Sometimes I need the podcast host to have done the work (laughs) and say, based on this interview, I think this is the action you should take. Test this, do this, try this. And I think that actually is really helpful to make to help people make progress afterwards. Um, So what kind of action would you want them to take? Would you want them to visit your website, look at your Instagram, go and do this one trick, um, work on this, work on that? What would you want them to do after listening to you? Uh, I feel like asking them to create space for themselves to be an inquiry about whether they are fully living their lives and of course you know visit my instagram i think that both would be great (laughs) (laughs) so how do i how do i actually physically go about creating space for inquiry to understand what's going on in my life what what does that actually physically look like Sure. I I feel like I could offer some sort of um, action um, each with each podcast episode, maybe something different, like maybe try sitting in meditation for 10 minutes today, or it could be like go for a walk and put your feet on the ground or yeah, some different way each time where people could be I didn't really mention so I I do a lot of work with people around somatic awareness so being in their bodies and fully embodied fully fully embodying their their power their potential their lives um so some sort of somatic based way of connecting with their power their essence so getting out of your head and into your body. Right, exactly. That's a much more simple way. Of <laughs> 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 yes. Could I, uh, could I recommend something, even though I'm not an expert in your field at all, um, just in terms of structure? Uh, you're opening the show by sort of providing a pain and pleasure model where it's like, is this hard for you? Listen to how we overcome it maybe you can end the show by having actual steps to overcome those obstacles initially mentioned at the show's introduction. Or even just the first step, like here's step one, do this, then tune back into the next episode where we'll be talking about this, because I always think that's useful to trail the next episode to keep people coming back for what you want to do next. Something that I always fail to do on my show because I just end on action and forget to tell people to come back. But it's actually really quite important. Um, cool. So we have an opening. We have someone who's going to interview you. We have a close for action that gets people into their body and out of their head. Um, then I guess we just need a sort of a picture to promote it online and that's it then we just need to get going and produce it record it get it going awesome let's do this (laughs) Uh, and the thing that always enabled me to actually do it was getting the date in the diary with the other person for the recording That's the thing that always drove action for me was I know on this day, at this hour, I am going to be recording. That's it. It's done. 
then I turn up. I've done a little bit of prep work. I know what I'm going to do. I know how it's going and we just do it. So I think for everyone listening to this is dates in the diary. We would call it diary in England. What would you call it in America? Schedule? Calendar. Da- calendar. <laughs> dates in the calendar. You're like, someone said that to me on one of my courses. Why are you telling me to put it in my diary, Alan? You're like, what do I do? Dear diary this? It's like, no, that's what we call calendar in England. Um, so yeah, dates in the calendar. Uh, that's what we need to do. And then that's how we then get it to the next step. Um, then we need the title, the description, and an editor and someone to upload it for you, such as Patrick. And he's going to help you with the first episode, is he? Yes. yes, he is. Uh, I am, yes. Excellent. Okay, so we have a plan. Is there anything else that would stop you from doing the first episode, Kim? I think just making sure I block out that time. The first episode I feel solid about, but... I think I have to commit to a, a, uh, a schedule every other week. Otherwise, I'll do one and then it'll disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and then never do the second one. Yes. 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 Could, I, uh, could I, oh, sorry to cut you off there, Alan. Uh, something me and Alan did, though, is we just set up a Calendly with Alan's availability. And it kind of forced him. I mean, he would have not forced, he would have done it anyways. But, like, it, it like, physically put those uh, recording times in his calendar. Um, That's for when we had guests that wanted to come on the show. It worked really well. I think just getting, like Patrick said, that schedule in your calendar that like episode one, I'm going to have Rachel interview me. That's on this Tuesday in two weeks time. Episode two is this with this person that's in the calendar, the diary as we would call it. Uh, And then if you've got those in there, it's almost as if your work is done and you just need to show up and perform and make it happen. And I think that's the key to making all of this work is putting those in there regularly. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. I know I would just like do one and like, okay, I did it. And then three months later. <laughs> uh, yeah. We come on to the get it out there, promote, 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 put it on your Instagram, share it everywhere. That then actually comes the real work of finding the audience, sharing it with your audience, putting it out there, which is a huge project, but quite good fun. And it'll build your business over the longer term as well. (laughs) That sounded really big. It is it is a big job promoting the promoting the podcast, sharing it, finding an audience. It is a big job. Uh and the people who we had uh Rebel Coaching Series 3 was about Andrew Alinda who was building a YouTube channel. Building the YouTube video is step 1. Getting it in front of the audience, promoting it, sharing it, finding sponsors, is a bigger project than actually producing the video in the first place. And I think lots of people don't realize that. They think, I'll write a blog article, put it on my website, my job is done. I will like design a service, I'll put up a course on my website, my job is done. And there's an expression that the movies have led us to believe, if you build it, they will come. 
which I think was Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams, or Wayne's World actually said it as well. And it's just the biggest lie out there, Kim. If you build it, no one will come until you promote it. So actually, like, this is just step one, getting episode one (laughs) structured, the idea out, recorded, then episode two, then we've got to promote it. It is a big project, uh, which I definitely would like you to know before you get into it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. We touched on it last time, but I don't know if I, like, got the full extent of what you mean by that. Did it make more sense this time? It did. It landed differently today (laughs) than it did last time. (laughs) Uh, Kim, I will say, from our conversations that we've had over the past couple weeks, uh, it does seem like a big daunting task, but you've also informed me, like, you have the resources at your disposal to do this. Like, you have an Instagram following. You have a mailing list. Uh, there are some other things we will be doing to try to promote the show, but you already have two pretty big cornerstones that you can work with that won't be too much of a reach for you to be promoting the show. Okay. I was going to ask too, you know, if you already have some other established forms of, you know, networking or, um, followings, like, do you find that they kind of work? together or do you have to promote this separately somehow from all the other things that you're doing no it will definitely work together it will definitely work together you can use your other platforms to cross promote the podcast you do get a different person that will listen to an entire podcast episode than will watch a five minute youtube video though than will scroll through instagram however there are crossover between the two and having that base of an audience already makes it so much easier to get going that's interesting that that makes sense i hadn't gotten that far to think through that so that that's interesting to hear yeah you've got you've definitely got a strong jumping off point for sure that's that's good i'm glad to hear that (laughs) (laughs) so kim is there anything else you need to make the first episode happen How are you feeling about it? I feel good. I feel good about it. I think um, the commitment, like I have to make the commitment to follow through with, I think, a season. But I feel like I have all the information I need and strategies and tools at this point. I mean, maybe that will change when I start doing it. But at the moment, I feel really good about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Perfect. So we would love to know, how you get on, how it goes. Uh, I'd love to know what the first episode was like for you and all of those things. For everyone listening, if they want to find you on Instagram so they can hopefully see this first podcast episode by the time this airs on our show, where would they go and find you? Well, my website is just kimmissal.com and um, my Instagram at the moment, which hopefully will be the same, is the Feminine <laughs> Freedom Coach. <laughs> I never know. You know, I change it up every so often. So hopefully this will be where it lands for the time being. But it's um, the Feminine Freedom Coach. I love that. Excellent. Uh, and Patrick, if anyone needs to hire a podcast manager, where do they find you? 
You can find me at Upwork. My name is Patrick Maroney, or feel free to email me at patrickwmaroney at gmail.com. Perfect. And for everyone listening to this, there's three things I would love you to take away. The first is when you're starting a new project, think through the length of the mini experiment you want to commit to. Kim is committing to one season of 12 episodes as her first mini experiment to put it out there. If you're launching a blog, how many posts are you going to write? If you're doing a Kickstarter, is it one product and how many people are you going to push it to? But how long will that mini experiment last? Step two, get it in the diary. Like that's the key. I say diary, get it in the calendar if you're an American. I don't care where you put it. Stick it in somewhere that it will come up on the day and you can invite people and you've committed and it's happening on this day at this time. Preferably there is someone else turning up at the same time because that's a huge motivator. Like if you've got a guest on your first show, this person is turning up, you have to perform. It has to happen and that makes it makes it work. If you're writing a blog article, Commit to the world that you're going to write it on this day and publish it on this day and put it out there because that you have to do it. It has to be in the diary. It has to be in the calendar for you to be able to follow through and do it. And then the thinking to make that first thing happen is a lot less than you think it needs to be. You just need to think through, how am I going to open What's my message going to be? What's my close going to be? How am I going to do it? And if you can do that thinking and take action, it's unbelievable what you can create. We just need to take action. So set up the mini experiment length. Decide what the steps are. Put it in the calendar or the diary if you're British and make it happen. That is how you start to build your project. Thank you for listening to The Rebel Entrepreneur. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.